We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is Kits and Waders. I'm Adam Zadroik, joined by Chris Owen. We're talking game week 27 in the Premier League. Chris, we're fresh off 6-0 and weekend of betting. As a show, we're up more than 4,200. You are now more up than up more than 1,000 on $100 bets. Uh, nine or eight and one in your last nine. I'm 46 and 23 for the season. How does it feel? Uh, <laughs> trick question here. <laughs> the it feels it feels good that we've had a little success here, especially in the last couple of weeks. The six and zero collective six and zero was pretty cool. It did. It does feel like we're, you know, just the, given the amount of uh, good bets that we made lately. It does feel like that. We, <laughs> I don't know if this is like a cynicism, but. Um, like ah, when's when's the bad week coming? You know, so I'm I'm a little concerned about that, but I'm trying to stay humble <laughs> on it. But yeah, just finally, I I think you sent out a tweet from the Rotowire Soccer account that we're up 4,200 on the on the on the season here on hundred dollar bets. That feels good. It's it's been a grind, you know. It's it's not been easy, and uh, I'm happy to have a little bit of success. Otherwise, we have to reconsider this podcast. So. Yeah, I, I guess overall happy about it. Uh, a little weary. Gonna gonna keep stick to what got us here overall. And uh, yeah, well, let's see. We got another game week twenty seven on deck here. I mean, are you are you feeling good about this? Concerned? Happy? I don't know. I mean, I think I remember it was probably two months ago, maybe even before the World Cup, where I was. I've been sitting around sixty six percent for the season. So I remember just saying, yeah. well, I'm like 30 and 15, you know, the loss has got to start coming at some point, but, <laughs> but here we are. And, you know, I'm still in the kind of the same spot still at least, you know, on average two and one every week. But I think the incredible part is that like, we're coming up with these bets on Wednesday and all these matches are Saturday, Sunday, we're, we're given these bets before press conferences, uh, before, all that stuff happens. So, I mean, I felt like last yeah. season was like we kind of we were getting screwed a little bit, where it was like, okay, this guy is, it was a late scratch and it, it affected everything. Just like I don't know, James Madison kind of 
is in my mind a little bit there. But the fact that we're, you know, putting these bets together Wednesday, giving them out on Thursday, I think is is maybe just as incredible as as the success we've had. Yeah, that, that probably is a good lead into our first match of the day, or I guess our second match of the day. But yeah, I mean, it's uh, I make I make my bets at about 10 p.m. on a on a Wednesday night. We podcast at 6:30 on a Thursday, or at least this is Pacific time, a little later yeah. for you. But and then yeah, so I mean, it's been working out. But I think uh, I think we got to keep the success up, otherwise we're going to be having a different tone here in the next few weeks. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think the uh, 6.30 a.m. shows would be as fun if we were if our records were the opposite of what they were. I don't know if we'd still be doing them, actually. So <laughs> I would be like, all right, we got to do a different day. <laughs> yeah. After work, maybe. Right. Yeah, so this first one, you brought it up. Just, uh, just a little weird here. We got Everton home against Brentford. And Everton are fresh off. They, I mean, they probably should have beat Nottingham Forest last weekend, but it finished 2-2. I want to say the under two and a half goals in their game against Nottingham Forest was like minus 190, minus 200. So the fact that I think it was maybe three goals in the first half of that one. But this one, Brentford, they, they played Monday. They, they beat Fulham 3-2. So we got Everton plus 170 to win at home. Brentford are plus 180. You got the draw at plus 225. Over two and a half goals, plus 125. Under two and a half goals, minus 155. So Brentford, they have not lost since the World Cup break. I think that's the, I believe that is the, the correct stat. If Yeah, 12, 12 straight games unbeaten, six wins, six draws. Yep, they have, they do have an FA Cup loss uh, against West Ham. So that is in there. And before I shoot it over to you, while I was waiting for the show, I did look up some XG numbers. And while Brentford have been solid, they've been a little better than what you know what XG would suggest. Kind of the opposite of, of what Everton have been. So I, I found that, I guess, not too surprising. So Brentford are running hot, but I'm not sure. I thought it before that Fulham match. I'm I don't think they're you know playing that well i don't think they're playing you know better than they were earlier in the season it's just that you know they're finding ways to get results they're finding ways to to get goals when needed like they had that recent trip to arsenal they got to go out of that one so just these these spots where they're finding ways to get points but uh what do you think that that's going to mean for this match i found this of the three games we're going to talk about plus a parlay i found this game to be the most difficult to discuss it's you mentioned plus 170 for Everton to win at home at Goodison, still sitting in 18th place, fighting a relegate a potential relegation. While Brentford are, it's tough to bet against their recent form. You know they haven't lost in 12 Premier League games. They have even gotten it done in some way matches too. So I, I'm really at odds here. Um, but I just kind of look back, and and the problem here is there is not a ton of. Uh, data recent history you know like when last week when we talked about you know man united liverpool or you know another similar game like that you have you know 10 years of matches to look back and see who's who's kind of dominated if if a team has dominated or if it's been back and forth if the home team has done better in this instance we don't really have that kind of data uh, i think they played what like four matches and like in the last like 10, 12 years. So yeah. I, I kind of go back to that and, and take a look at what's happened in recent times. In this case, in the past three to four matches or four matches, uh, the, uh, 
the both teams have scored. So I'm, I'm kind of leaning on that. I don't know if that's the case. And even looking back at, uh, was it 3-2 last week for um, Brentford and then 2-2 in that, um, in that in that Everton game. So I just feel like, you know, I we did expect Sean Dyche to come in and, and maybe like set them up super defensively, but there's been a couple goals. And so I'm going to go both teams to score. Um, yes. And that is at, uh, what is it at? It's, Minus 115. Minus 115. So I somehow didn't write that in my notes. So (laughs) there's that. But um, luckily I sent my best to Adam and he's got it up here on the board if you're watching on YouTube. But yeah, a little, a little unclear on what to expect. Uh, But I think, you know, this could be a 1-1, maybe a 2-1 Bradford, like kind of pinch it out, I guess. But uh, yeah, tough game. Everton fighting for their collective Premier League lives at home. Goodison is a really tough place to play. I think they'll be up for it. But I was tempted at that plus one seventy, but I I think I, I just like couldn't take it. I could not take that side here. So that's why I had uh, both teams uh, to score. Yes. Yeah, good at good at Goodison. That's that's kind of what uh, what my bet is relating to. And I was looking at so the home matches uh, under Sean Dyche. They got that one 0 win against Arsenal. They got the one 0 win against Leeds. And they lost 2-0 against Aston Villa. That game was that game was pretty even. It was back and forth. And then Villa got, I think their first goal was in like the 60th minute. And then they got another one a little later than that. But, I mean, that was a pretty even match for the most part. And I like your bet just because it seems like in all these situations, Brentford are just finding ways to get points. And I think unless this is like a scoreless draw uh, where, you know, that's that's always possible here with, with Sean Dyche teams. But – I do think there there will be maybe more goals than than what the public thinks. I'm not sure it's going to be another 2-2 result, but just with the way you got Ivan Tony, Brentford, and it just seems like they're they're finding ways. They're finding ways to to get something. I think Everton can score against them as well. So uh, there's that. As for my bet, I didn't bring it up, but I went you know corners and wagers. I, I'm just <laughs> I'm just not going to stop until. You know, I have a negative week here on corner bets. I was three and zero on corner bets. We'll get to my, we'll get to my gold star bet later, uh, which was a push. Ooh. But uh, <laughs> but for oh, this boy. one, so Everton at home a little different, and they limit corners a little more under Sean Dyche. And Brentford are a tricky team to bet corners on, but. Everton at home. So in the first half against Arsenal, they had four more corners. Against Leeds, they had three more corners. And against Villa, they had two more corners. So in all those home matches under Deitch, you know, they're riding the home crowd. They're riding good to sin. And this one is simple. You got Everton minus point. I guess I shouldn't say simple, but it's minus .25 corners in the first half at minus 115. Again, the, these uh, quarter bets are so you get half of your money back if corners are even and if Everton have more than one, uh, if they have one more corner than Brentford, you win the bet. But if it's even uh, you get half your money back. I know it's confusing, but that's, that's what the odds are. We use, we pretty much use DraftKings for these odds and, and that's where it's at. You could also, uh, I mean, it's kind of similar odds if you just take Everton to have more corners than Brentford in the first half. Um, But you don't get the, you know, half your money back with this 0.25. But um, I just think that, you know, they're at home. Uh, I think, uh, I, I mean, all my bets, a lot of my bets are just betting on home teams corners in the first half because, you know, 
that's that's how it goes. But uh, so there you go. Yes, on both teams to score from Chris. I got Everton minus 0.25 corners in the first half. Both of those are minus 115. So what do you think? Everton uh, more corners in the first half? Uh, yeah, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised to see that. I'd, that's like tar- the Sean Dyche's playbook is dominate on set pieces, you know, try to try to like figure out good systems to put your, your players in and then just like defend like hell. So I think, uh, yeah, might be might be a good player. I, I, it's funny when you look at this game, the uh, the unders are hilarious. It's like, oh, like, thanks, DraftKings. Absolutely no favors there. Under two and a half, minus 155. So obviously not, you're not going to bet that. And then the yeah, over. Yeah, that's how it was over two and, week, too. Yeah, over two and a half is plus 125. It's like absolutely no favors done that, to us on that. Because, like, do I want to bet three goals in an Everton game? Absolutely not. So even though it might happen. Right. Um, I just like my confidence is low on that, but yeah, I the corners and wagers bet is is uh, has been working out for you. There's a reason that you have the record that you have, and you know I think we got to stick with it. There we go. Fulham. Speaking of teams that just played Monday, Fulham they were at Brentford. They lost three two, but we got Fulham at home. Uh, they're plus four seventy five to beat Arsenal. Arsenal are minus one seventy five. The draw is plus three twenty. And I mean, for most of these, like the line movement just isn't much. If you're looking at the Rotowire betting pages, it shows you the line movement. I, I mean, it went for a little bit as minus 165, now it's minus 175, but really not too many changes in the past couple of weeks. You got over two and a half goals at minus 120, under two and a half goals, plus 100. So Arsenal, they're, they're squeaking by in a lot of these games. The majority of their games, I guess, they're, they're kind of squeaking by. They're getting these stoppage time goals. And I, I think it even happened the first time these teams played. Arsenal, I think it was 1-1. Arsenal got a late goal there, home against Fulham, obviously. But this one's at Craven Cottage. So now they're at Craven Cottage. Do you think this is just another situation where Arsenal kind of squeak things by? Or do you think Fulham can get a point? Great question. I think... Arsenal's been like, it's been their like arraignment as they've been squeaking out games. Like you said, that they got that Aston Villa result, 90th minute, two goals after that. And then last week with that Reese Nelson, it just like feels like there's like a magnetism uh, in the goal, in the opposite team's goal. As we hit to stoppage time, it almost like feels like, like Fergie time, you know, as we're, as we see Arsenal like get closer and closer. This one's going to be tough. It's at Fulham. You know, Fulham has been just exceeding expectations all season long. They, I mean, they had a bit of a blip last week when they lost 3-2 to, to Fulham. But other than that, I mean, they find themselves in seventh place, probably about seven spaces higher than we thought they would end up. So it's – and then there's that. And then plus Arsenal just like – just seem to be willing themselves towards the title. I don't – I don't feel – I'm confident enough to say that they will. But uh yeah, I think the the big factor here that we should think about is that Arsenal are is it are they heading to Sporting Lisbon this ap- this afternoon? Um at least this afternoon our time. So they they do have a big game and I, I really am intrigued to see what kind of lineup that Arteta puts out there. Like does he care more about you know I I think he would care more about winning the Premier League title, but they still are in Europa and like is he going to is he going to bring a full strength lineup and then try to like turn around and play that on? This is on Sunday, so I'm I'm a little concerned about who's going to come out and play that one, um, and then turn around and play Sunday. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see a little bit of rotation. 
there's a few different bets here for this one that I thought would be interesting. I'm myself going to go over two and a half goals at minus 125. Arsenal's been filling it up, you know, or at least in the games they have. I think last five games, they lost that game to uh, Manchester City 3-1. As I mentioned, the Aston Villa game where they got two goals after after into stoppage time, that was 4-2. The only game where there hasn't been over two and a half goals is the 1-0 win over Leicester City. That was, I think, three two weeks ago, three weeks ago. And then it was Arsenal 4-0 over Everton and 3-2 cardiac gunners last weekend so a lot of goals involved in their games i think that I, i'm interested to see i think uh I'm not, i haven't heard the latest on gabriel jesu but i think Ketcha will probably start up front for them again um and then you know fulham of course three two last week against uh against brantford and they are typically a little bit more defensive arsenal lead the league in goals which is not what i necessarily expected heading the season so i'm going over two and a half goals um, on this one at minus 125. The other thought that is kind of scaring me just because of the, the way that these Arsenal games have ended up in the past few weeks was Fulham double chance, which is plus 140. They're playing at home. They're playing at Craven Cottage. They've, they've been pretty successful there. And so that's a, that's in, in my secondary thoughts if, you know, if, if I was feeling a little risque but uh i'm gonna go i'm gonna stick to it and i'm gonna not not pick a side here and just go over two and a half goals at minus 125 yeah i mean what are we on arsenal or (laughs) are we we a little weary here adam yeah i mean i said the comment about you know they're kind of squeaking by but you know they are dominating the majority of these matches i mean they they had majority possession against manchester city they are controlling these matches it's just about it seems like they're allowing goals in a lot of these games as well, though. So that's that's kind of why I like your bet because, I mean, you got Manor Solomon, who I think he, has, he scored a goal in four straight. He's the new Marcus Rashford. He's scoring every game for Fulham. So you got to think Fulham get get at least one. You still got Mitrovic there, even though he's kind of he's kind of been battling injury here in the second half of the season, isn't scoring as much. But it, it just makes sense that there's going to be goals unless, you know, Fulham play – differently but you know they've been a team that are fine kind of attacking uh, in certain spots and against in most situations but I think for Arsenal I think as you were saying like I, you got to think Arteta cares more about the league I assume there's going to be a bit of rotation for today's match we'll know like in two hours from now but I assume there's going to be a rotation um, you know Jesus I, I doubt he's going to be uh, someone that we have to talk about right now. I mean, he just returned to training this week, I think, and he's been out for, you know, two, three months about. So, so yeah, I mean, they've been, Trostard's been starting there, but he's got a knock and Ketty has got a knock. We'll see how that turns out Thursday. Um, but I mean, they have the, they have the Fabio Vieira. I think he even started last league match. They have Jorginho. Yep. They have a deep back line as well. So you get Tomiyasu, Tierney, I assume Kieran Tierney is going to start today as well. So we're going to – Arsenal are deep enough. They, they can rotate a lot of their spots. So I think they're going to just be a little fo- – they're going to be focused on this game. That's for sure. But so as I was go- getting back to my Arsenal point here where they control possession, and I think Fulham, kind of like Brentford, um, you know, they're, they're getting points in a lot of situations, but they're not – they're not controlling things by any means. They, they, they're also going to be without Paulinha again. He's on his second match of a suspension. So Sasa Lukic will get another start in the midfield. 
And I was on Brentford. I think they're minus half a corner in that Monday match. That one hit. Can't remember what the final corner numbers were, but for Arsenal, minus one corners in the first half. That's minus one fifteen. I mean, we already know. But I don't know. If we we should know. Arsenal are going to have 65 percent possession. Uh, they're going to have the advantage. I know they're they're in Lisbon Thursday, but again, expected rotation, and it's not like this team hasn't been in this situation before this season because you know they did have those six group stage group stage matches earlier in the season where uh, they did rotate a bit. So this isn't anything new for them. Um, I just think all the quality in the team and the way they play to get them minus one corner in the first half, even away from home, I think that's still a pretty, pretty safe bet uh, unless something crazy happens, but uh, they're going to have more corners in this game uh, unless they score three goals in the first half. And then, you know, they don't press in the second kind of thing, but uh, there you go. Goals, goals and corners. Yeah. Two things here. The Fulham have given away, given up the third most amount of goals at home. So they've given up 17 goals. So it's not like it's out of the realm of possibilities for Arsenal to go in there and score a few. Also, Arsenal have scored the most goals playing away from home. So a couple of things there to support the over two and a half goals. But And then the, my next question is, Adam, when are you going to have the Rotowire tech team build out like a, a, an Adams Adroit corners tracker banner across the front of our website. So then I, you know, it's tough That's enough for me. I got to go list. into this. I got to go into the, the scoreboard or the scores on Saturday and Sunday mornings to see if Adams bet hit. Um, and I'm like really breaking it down. So I'm, I'm waiting for them to build out the banner. Like, all right, here, you know, I, here's a live, live tracker on Adams bets. Yeah, unfortunately, it's not the easiest thing to track because the majority of these are first half. So, yeah, not to not to you know give out another brand here, but I use Sofa Score because they have stats where you can separate first half and second half, and that's the easiest yeah. to to determine if you're if you're not keeping up live on the corner bets, then you can just see the first half against the second half. Um, and uh, yeah, so back to your point, Fulham allowing the most goals. I pulled up the XG here. Uh, they are, they've been bad. Um, <laughs> and the, their XG is actually worse than the amount of goals they allowed. Um, so they've That's allowed, right. they've allowed 17 goals at home and the XG allowed is actually above 23 goals, which is three more than any other team in the league in home matches. So, I mean, we always talk about Craven Cottage, but, uh, Maybe Craven Cottage isn't isn't all what it's uh, all what it's meant to be. But as as we talk about Fulham, uh, they did battle injuries earlier in the season, and they had some really bad games when they started guys like Kurzawa uh, and and Babu at fullback. They had some bad games. Uh, they gave up four against Newcastle. Um, just scrolling back here, but. Just some things I wanted to bring up because I always talk about, you know, uh, Fulham had some really bad matches this season, but that was when, you know, some substitutes were yeah. playing there. But Also, like, much earlier in the season and much different from what their current form is. I mean, they still are, like, sitting pretty high in goals scored at home too, which is I think they were, what, eighth, seventh or eighth? So, like, high end of the mid-table um, in terms of the, the amount of goals that they've scored at home too. So, it's, like, tough to, tough to see. Yeah. So for the third game we're talking about, another uh, another defensive game. Another defensive matchup. Uh, two teams that 
seem to always have trouble scoring. So we got so we got Newcastle minus one fifty to win at home against Wolverhampton. Wolves are plus four twenty five to win. Draw is plus two ninety five. There's been a bit of movement, and I mean, as we're looking, if you're watching on YouTube or Twitter, so we can see the line movement. So what's this date here? Um, March 5th. So four days ago, the odds started moving heavily in Newcastle's favor. So we had Newcastle minus 130 uh, about five days ago, and we had Wolverhampton about plus 330 to win about five days ago. For some reason... Uh, there's been heavy money on Newcastle to win this match. So uh, that is interesting. But we got over two and a half goals at plus 105. Under two and a half goals is minus 135. So is there a reason for this Newcastle line movement? Or do you think that just the people the people are just back in a team that's you know still in the top six in the table and they're at home against a Wolverhampton team that has been a little bit off and home, but they are coming off a 1-0 win against Tottenham? Yeah. This is a really, really interesting game. Newcastle obviously been struggling. They've lost three straight games, 2-0. A little bit different competition, I'll say that. You know, the first one was Liverpool. Second one was in the League Cup to United. And then last weekend was Manchester City, 2-0. Wolves present a different issue. It's uh, Wolves have been a little bit better. They won two of their last five games. I mean, they lost Liverpool. They lost to Bournemouth. But they, they, they do it. They have looked a bit better. I think Nick Pope returns to the lineup. Was he back in the lineup against City last weekend? Okay. So, yeah, I mean, they, they got pretty much their whole they, – they might be missing um, Fabian Char in the back, in the in the starting lineup. I'm not sure if he'll be out or not. Yeah. But uh, – um, oh, kind of, Joel Linton will be suspended. Okay. Well. So, I mean, they potentially missing two players. Joel Linton has been pretty good for them in the midfield. But I – yeah, I'm having just given the recent form of Newcastle. It's like, do I? I don't feel great about the win necessarily. I mean, even I feel like they could pull out a, a draw and just like their defensive, how good they've been defensively all season. They've like really limited teams to, in terms of goals. I and then the also I think the past two Wolverhampton games we've covered on the show, I've taken a, a, a goal bans bet and they both hit. So I'm going back to the well on this one. I'm a, I don't really understand the money going towards Newcastle to win. I guess maybe Wolves, Wolverhampton, decent side. They'll, they'll make it tough for them. But I'm going back to the goal bans bet here. And I thought it was interesting. There's, uh, you know, looking back, five of the past seven matches they've played have all been 1-1 draws. Uh, there was a 2-1 game, and I believe a 1-0 result as well. But we've seen two goals in pretty much all of their matches. And then even looking back at Newcastle's recent results, it's in their past five matches, there's been two goals scored. Uh, for Wolves, it's been 1-0, 2-0, 1-1, 1-0, 1 So rare, and rarely is there more than two goals scored in any of their matches. Um, so that led, led me to look at the, the uh, total goals scored, uh, the bans. And so I picked one to two goals scored here. It's sitting at plus 100. I just feel like this is another either a 1-0 or a 1-1 result. It's two scrappy teams. Two, two te- I mean, Newcastle, less of a scrappy team than Wolverhampton, but definitely a team that is uh, that is going to sit back defensively and try to control it. And then even if you didn't, if you're like, all right, it's going to be over two goals, the two to three goals is minus 105. So you're getting pretty, I mean, almost the same odds there. 
And then if you really are like, all right, Chris, you just talked a lot about the two teams scoring two goals. Exactly. Um, you can get exact goal score, two goals is plus 195 if you if you want to double down there. Is this a 1-1 game? Is this a 1-0 game, Adam? I mean, you're I on think... a corner bet here, but <laughs> to absolutely no one's surprised, but I'm curious if you think, you know, is this going to be an outlier? Su- well, maybe I'm not surprised, but that's just kind of how the odds work. But you're getting plus 100 for one to two goals scored in this match. That just seems like that's the kind of match it's going to be. Um, like, that. that's just how these teams play. Newcastle just haven't been scoring. It's not like Wolverhampton are going to rack up a ton of opportunities in this spot and get, you know, multiple goals kind of a thing. So one to two goals seems pretty safe. I mean, it doesn't make sense to – I mean, this is betting we're talking about, and betting is not safe. But, you know, one to two goals plus 100, I guess you're at a worry for a 2-1 result or a scoreless draw, but I I kind of like the 1-1. I kind of like the 1-0 one, one result there, or even 2-0 uh, for the Newcastle side. So – it just makes sense. Um, I don't want to. I'm not going to say it's a safe bet. Okay, let's, <laughs> yeah, let's forget let's, I said that. You you keep your whatever star bets or <laughs> premier bets or whatever you want to call them, gold star bets to yourself. I'm I'm not putting that juju on my bets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Newcastle, they had a nice. They're having a good run of form, and then some struggles started happening. They're kind of playing this brand of just not to lose and try to escape with a goal here and there. I know they've had some difficult games, but the their last one of their last home matches, their home against West Ham, that one kind of stood out to me because they didn't really dominate that match as much as I would expect. Um I, I know they got an early goal and that kind of changed, maybe it changed a little bit of how they played, but it finished one, one and it was one, one from the 32nd minute on. So, uh, I mean, that result was interesting. And then, you know, they're at Bournemouth and they didn't completely dominate that match. Like Bournemouth, I think rightly got a draw out of that game. So I do feel like Newcastle were playing better in the first half of the season. Um, so that is, maybe a worry if you're one of the people that's betting on Newcastle money line here, um, because I, I do believe Wolverhampton are better than they were in the first half of the season. So for my bet, but still Newcastle are at home and I don't know how many times I've taken Newcastle corner bets at home this season, but it's been a lot because they play just kind of a, you know, step on your throat, just kind of control games, dominate things in the midfield. The absence of Jolinton is going to mean – it might mean something, but will it mean something against Wolverhampton, uh, you know, with, I don't know, Neves and, and Lamina in the midfield? Wolverhampton are solid, but, you know, while they got that 1-0 win against Tottenham last week, they, they, you know, they didn't control that match. They're at home. Tottenham probably should have gotten at least a point out of that one. Um, so I think Newcastle will have enough here in the first half. I don't know if I said it yet, but Newcastle minus one corner in the first half. That's minus 115. Um, I'm just all about the better team uh, having more corners in the first half. Uh, that's that's kind of what a lot of these bets are. But I think Chris has the one to two goals scored plus 100. So what bet do you like more here? Uh, you're the corner corner god. So I, I kind of like lend towards that. But I do – I like – You don't like I the would. easy bet here. Uh, I'm. I like the the what the bet I like is the exact goal score two goals, but I'm too much of a coward to uh, 
to say that on the spot or to, to take that as my bet this week. I like the duality of the one to two goals scored. So um, I'm going that. But if I was taking one bet, I'm taking the two goals, two goals, exact two goals scored at plus 195. But yeah, I mean, you're the, you're the corners and wagers guy for a reason. So people are going to start seeing you in the public and be like, oh, Adam, the corners and wagers guy, is that him? Yes, that's that's definitely gonna happen. <laughs> Just notice in public for your uh, your EPL bets. I, I would say, I mean, for a lot of these, like you can do single game parlays for a lot of these. Um, just you can throw these two bets together, and it'll come up with pretty good odds, close to plus three hundred. As for the exact two goals scored, it it kind of feels like plus one ninety five isn't the best odds. It's not enough to where. Uh, I'd want like plus two fifty or something if you're betting exact goals. Is, is guess I guess is kind of what I'm is where I'm at. But we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over three hundred and fifty million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We have the team parlay and it didn't work out last week. Um, you did, took... did we see that Leicester Southampton game being a one nil result for Southampton? I don't think many of us saw that happening, but I think Leicester threw us off the scent. They had a couple really good matches with Ian Nacho starting, and then all of a sudden, like Madison got hurt, but now he's back, and then Barnes got hurt last week, and it kind of threw us off their our, their scent. And I don't think they scored in their last three Premier League matches. In the middle of that, they lost at home against Blackburn 2-1 in the FA Cup. So I think we should just avoid Leicester City for the time being um, because, uh, you know, I think it was seven goals or eight goals in two matches, and we're like, oh, man, they're back. They're scoring. Here we go. Let's go. But uh, we're, we're going to avoid Leicester City on this one. That's that's what this, I'm coming at. This reminds me of the, the, the great Dennis Green quote, they are who we thought they were. We let them off the hook. I mean, Leicester yeah, are who we thought true. they were, unfortunately. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we had the the two games of Nacho goals back-to-back. I, I think I picked him up in, like, a season-long format. I've been starting him the past, like, three weeks since he did that. And he's got, he's got like, no points. Like, Nacho is exactly who we thought he was. And so yeah. it was Leicester City. So, yeah. As for my side of the bet, uh, I'll, I'll touch on it lightly here. I, I read the match correctly. It was just this rare instance of the first half corner bet not working. Brighton dominated West Ham. They won 4 0. They, I mean, dismantled them kind of from the start. I had minus one Brighton corner in the first half. And they were up to 
in terms of corners, they're up 2-0. They're up 3-1. They're up 4-2, I want to say, with about I don't know, less than five minutes left in the first half. I thought I won it. And then I, I look at my betting slip, and it was like, nope, West Ham had three corners. They must have had one in the final minute in the first half, and it finished 4-3. So that pushed. Um, unfortunately, that's a rare instance of, you know, the corner bet not hitting even though you're reading the match correctly. So I guess I should have just taken, you know, Brent or Brighton minus one and a half or, or minus one or something. So in terms of goals, in terms of goals, you'll, no corners. But You'll take um, the progress in the process there. Yeah, Progress, process, poor result. <laughs> That's fair. So we got so for this week's team parlay. I guess I'll read off. Uh, we're up, we're still up five hundred and sixty-five dollars on our team parlay. Me and Chris are still above five hundred in terms of our separate parlay bets. But you're you're also so speaking of Brighton, you're looking at this Brighton Leeds match on Saturday. I am. Yeah, it's uh, you know. The good thing about the parlay is we get to pick from 10 games, I guess, or seven games, because we usually try to pick one separate of the three games that we discussed in the first part of the show. But yeah, I, I'm going to go over to this this game because I was trying, I was looking through the total goals for all the games, and I thought this one had the had the most interesting odds. You can get under two and a half goals. It's at minus 105. That's going to be by bet, but for a couple of reasons. Similar to what we said in the beginning of the show about um, Everton and Brentford being, you know, Brentford was in the, in, they had not a huge amount of games, a pretty small sample size to look at from a historical standpoint. Uh, same can be said for Brighton and Leeds. Leeds was obviously down in the championship for quite a while and then came back up the past couple seasons. Um, so we've got about five games to look at, but each game dating back to January 21st of 2021 has been under two and a half goals. It's been one Oh, Two zero 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 one 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 zero. So um, that lends me to think, and just the way that Leeds have been playing lately. I mean, you look at their previous results too. One uh, zero Chelsea, two zero against Fulham in the FA Cup, one zero against Southampton, one zero against Everton, two zero against Manchester. Um, so I'm just like, all right, we got to go under two and a half goals. I feel like all of the recent results have shown us that. All of the recent head-to-head matchups have shown us that. I am, you know, looking at Brighton too. They did win 4-0 against West Ham last week, but prior to that, their past four matches were under two and a half goals. So I'm going to go there. It's uh, you're getting decent odds at that. Uh, what did I say? Minus 105. So I think for the parlay, for those purposes, we're going to ride with it, and uh, I'm sure it's coupled up with a, a corners bet. Maybe here from you, Adam. Always corners. Uh... <laughs> I, th- I think your I think your bet makes sense, um, just the way the leads are playing. Kind of, they've been they've just been struggling to score. And prior to that four 0 win for Brighton, Brighton were kind of having trouble to score as well. So I, I wonder if you get those the, that combined. I still think Brighton are going to have the edge overall in this match, even though it's at Leeds. Um, so I think, you know, they'll, they'll have possession. They'll probably have more opportunities, but will that result in goals? Uh, I guess that's, you know, that's the question, but, um, I, I wonder what, what is the, I don't know if you can look quickly, but the goal ban for like one to two goal scoring in this match. Cause I mean, I think we could get like a one, one result. We could get, I mean, even a one nil result to either side. We've seen recent Brighton matches, uh, to where it's one nil, and you know the other team is. I think it was Bournemouth, maybe getting just a late goal, even though you know they're dominated kind of thing. But um, one yeah, to so, two goals is plus one fifteen. Okay, 
Yeah, two, I, to three goals, two to three goals is plus one hundred. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I like that. If if you're in that same range, obviously it takes out scoreless draw uh, as well. So, I mean, if you if you think scoreless draw is in play, then but it's there's a couple bets there that you can get. They're kind of the similar odds, but um, just something I'd look at. So for my bet, I got this West Ham Aston Villa match pulled up. I'm not sure why I picked this match because, you know, it's Aston Villa, it's West Ham. Um, I was I was originally going to be on the Aston Villa side in terms of corners, but neither one of these teams really get a ton of corners. West Ham are a team who I believe they're still bottom three in the table in terms of possession. Aston Villa, that's why I was kind of on the Aston Villa side in terms of corners, but they just aren't a team that get a lot of corners. Uh no for some reason that's that's kind of how they play no matter what the matchup is they don't really rack up that many corners so I'm going West Ham Aston Villa under four and a half corners in the first half um it's just a just a weird matchup I'm not sure what's going to happen maybe it's a 1-1 result but uh I think that it's just going to be I wouldn't be surprised if it's kind of back and forth there at the beginning but I'm not sure it's going to lead to corners. Neither one of these teams gets a lot of corners. Um, so we're just going to ride with the, the under four and a half in the first half. That's minus 120. Chris's bet is Leeds Brighton under two and a half goals, minus 105. That equals plus 257 on the parlay. What do we think? Is that going to hit? Uh, I hope so. Just a note, you know, the our are both of our records separately on the parlay are, are positive. Adam's a 12 and 10. I'm a 13 and nine. So, I mean, they, you're taking a chance here when you do take the parlay and I, I would love you, you know, if we do hit for you, but uh, if you took these bets as standalones, you still have a pretty good chance at hitting them too. So right. um, as a parlay, they're great. You get really awesome odds at plus two fifty plus two fifty seven. But uh, you know, even that, uh, even as just a standalone bet, you're still getting minus 120 and minus 105. So if you're like, ah, Adam, or Chris, you're an idiot. I don't think I don't think you're going to hit this. Then go with Adam's bet. Um, vice versa for Adam too. So, given all of our success, I feel like RotoWire should just create a betting account and then make all of our bets. Put $100 on all of our bets, and then it's just like the RotoWire betting account, like a joint betting account that we have, and like yeah. I, I, I take all these bets separately, but I was just talking to, I think it was Ryan Belangi about it. And I make, I, you know, I'm hitting all these, but because I have to bet on more matches than what we're talking about, uh, second half bets, first half bets that, um, you know, I'm not personally, I'm not up as much as what my record suggests personally for my, for my personal betting account. I think it was the, uh, must have been the Manchester United Liverpool match. I had under four and a half corners in the first half in that game. And then uh, what Liverpool were up two nil at the half, one nil at the half. And I was like, Oh, Manchester United, they got to push a little more. I think it was two, two corners in, at halftime. So I was like, okay, Manchester United, I'll take them race to five corners and you're getting plus five. You're getting plus odds on it. So I basically took my winnings, put it on Manchester United in the second half. Uh, both teams finished with four corners because Manchester United were just terrible. Um, I, and there goes my money. So there you go. I can't believe you didn't take the over six and a half goals, Adam. You didn't <laughs> You didn't put that one out there in the beginning of the game? I took exact seven nil. Uh, so I'm actually rich now. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're filthy rich now. Also, yeah, I mean, I, I'm 
I'm all for Rotowire giving us a, a betting expense account. I think that's going to be a tough one to to put past uh, you know, <laughs> management. But yeah, I mean, if I get a, a betting expense account, then sure. Yeah. Before we go, any quick thoughts here on the rest of the matches? We got Manchester, the two Manchester's. Actually, pretty much a lot of the top six teams are just big favorites this week. Manchester United, home against Southampton, Manchester City at Crystal Palace, Tottenham, home against Nottingham Forest, Liverpool at Bournemouth, and then we got Arsenal. So a lot of the top teams, big favorites. Yeah, some good games here, I think. I think there's some tough ones for some of the top sides. I mean, Crystal going to Crystal Palace is never easy for any team. Um for Man City and then Liverpool, Bournemouth, just like this, this feels like a trap after a 7 0 win. So, yeah, there's a couple of good yeah. games. And then, like, obviously, we had the Champions League earlier this week. We got the Champions League next week, but uh, the Europa League is always just a blast to watch. So, I'll be uh, tuning into that today a bit. And, uh, yeah, excited to see how some of those results work out. And definitely want to see what uh, lineup comes out for that Arsenal team. There we go. I mean, same for same for Manchester United. I believe they're home against Real Betis. So, yep, they are. There you go. Um, that's it. That's it for kits and wagers. If you want more content, just go to rotowire.com. I'll have an art betting article up, and make sure to you know, give a thumbs up on this YouTube video. Always helps in terms of that. Like and subscribe. You can find Chris at chro eight on Twitter. I am at rotosadroik. You can also find Rotowire Soccer at Rotowire Soccer. And that's all we got for game week 27, rotowire.com slash soccer trial, free 48 hour trial. Here we go. Let's, uh, let's get the six and oh, and then we're going to hit the parlay. We're going to, let's do it to him. We're going to ride into the sunset and we're going to be up more than 5,000. Actually, I don't really know if that's possible based off our bets, but <laughs> it might be with the parlay up 5,000 uh, after game week 27. It's either that or uh, we're going to lose all our our bets because we're just you know we're too we're too confident now. But uh, yeah, let's let's stay humble here. We, you know, there's always the option to lose, and that's the unfortunate reality of life. <laughs> stay hungry. Any, stay anyway, humble. Canada on that note. Let's go. Let's win some bets. <laughs> Whether you're a world class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well being and proper recovery for top notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.